Hello, advanced English learners, Mary Daphne and Greg here, having a live conversation, and we'd be happy to answer any of your questions if you just throw them in the interactive chat in the margin on the side, or leave a comment down below, which we'll get to as well. So how are you doing today, Greg? Doing very well. Thank you for asking. Good. How about you? I'm doing well as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be having this conversation with you because it's about one of my favorite topics. Uh, communication, obviously, is one of my favorite topics and very passionate about. Mm. Um, but, you know, if you think about language learning and why, at least for me, like my incentive for learning other languages was to be able to communicate in them. What about for you? Yeah, for me, I think it was um, uh, understanding the culture, yeah. right? Contextual positioning. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, the only real way to be able to communicate in a language is to have communicative competence. So we're going to talk a little bit about what communicative competence is. And if you've already seen the video lesson that we put out earlier this week, um, if not, then check it out because it's all about, um, well, the Delheim speaking model. And he uses an acronym, uh, speaking. So each of those letters mm. stand for something that we need to pay attention to in any type of communication context. Um, so let's start with linguistic competence. Ling linguistic competence is a term that Noam Chomsky came up with. And it's, uh, it's basically, you know, being able to understand the grammar and vocabulary uh, of, of a language, right? So think about things like when you read, do you understand the words that you read? When mm. you listen, can you understand what, ch what each of those words mean, right? Same thing when you watch something. Right. But this is not a complete picture of the language because we realized, right, and not me, but like, you know, linguists, and, and I've studied applied linguistics. So uh, at that time, though, in the 60s, linguists realized, uh, and also language teachers, that, you know, talking about just linguistic competence doesn't allow someone to become communicative, it doesn't allow them to communicate. And I'm sure you can think of your own examples. Um, but one that stands out is like, when somebody can read, mm -hmm. but can't speak. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. That was very common when I was teaching uh, English in China. Yeah. Um, a lot of my students, their reading abilities vastly ex exceeded their um, speaking abilities. Yeah. Which I'm sure, you know, you've, you've run into those situations For as sure. well. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's not enough to get us to the point of being able to communicate, right? Even if you can read the most advanced text or a book. Um, and isn't that funny? So then Delheims came up with this term a couple of years later, communicative competence, which includes linguistic competence, but takes it a step further and says, hold up. It's not just knowing the words. Mm. It's knowing when is it appropriate to use those words. And really, like you said, being in, attuned to the culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I like that. You've mentioned the past um, sort of the pragmatics. Yes. It sounds sort of similar, right? Very much so. Yeah. 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 So, so within the, and I have my notes here just so that we don't miss anything. But we have, okay, so under the communicative competence framework, we have 
uh, a few different competencies, right? Areas that we want to really improve in order to be able to communicate, right? And this is taking into consideration contextual, like the context, right? So cultural context, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, different types of communication settings. So we have linguistic competence, right? Understanding the code of language from grammar and vocabulary, right? And so that's like the most basic one because you, when you're learning a language, you're doing vocab acquisition. Okay. Then we have sociolinguistic, that's a big thing, sociolinguistic competence. Right. And by the way, we're using the word competence a lot. Competence basically just means understanding. It's kind of like the combination of understanding and ability, right? Your competence with something is how how good is your grasp of that subject? That's really good. I'm so glad that you define that because we are using it a lot. Um, Ability too, right? It's it's your ability in that area. So sociolinguistic competence. There we go. I said it this time. Um, This one's really about like the sociocultural rules, right? It's when you the, hear socio, think of mm, social. Yes, right? society, social interaction. Mm-hmm. Like when is it appropriate to wave? Like in the middle of a conversation or at the beginning or at the end of a conversation, right? Things like that. Like when is, so language use, like when is it appropriate to use what, right? The appropriateness of topic, setting, mm-hmm. language register, all of that. Um, also in terms of like how polite to be, how friendly to be, um, what are like some social taboos, Right. So in American culture, I was really surprised because when I was in France um, and I was studying abroad there multiple times, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Francophile. So uh, that means somebody who loves French, like that length file, right? Bibliophile, love of books, Francophile, love of French, French culture. Audiophile, love of music or really sound. Yeah. Um, and so... I remember um, at the cafe, like, they were talking about, like, they were getting into these, like, really heated discussions, like, very tense discussions about, like, politics and, like, religion and, you know, things that are kind of a little bit off limits Mm -hmm. in, like, people tend to kind of, like, shy away from those topics unless you're with, like, really good friends or family um, just because it can incite a lot of like emotion, but here they were just like casually talking about it because in, in French culture, it's not a taboo, right? So that's under that sociolinguistic mm. competence. Okay, right. so so far we have two linguistic, sociocultural, uh, really sociolinguistic, but you can add that culture part in there. And then we have discourse competence, and that's being able to, you know, understand or like, you know, being able to speak and read. Mm. Um, being able to like send an email, you know, that kind of thing. Um, how to combine a text, like how to formulate, compose an essay, how to formulate an email. Right. How to structure your ideas. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Into like a cohesive paragraph or essay. Okay? Or narrative. So, yeah. Yep. Um, even like a speech. How can you give a speech? How can you hold a debate? And then we have, actually, this one's, I think, one of my favorites, uh, strategic competence. So, do you have any guesses as to what that could be? Strategic confidence? Maybe, uh, for me, I would just think of when to apply what. Sort of like, um, what what's what to deploy at what time. Yeah, that's very, very good. I mean, basically, it's like when you are 
in the event of a communication breakdown, right? Like you forget a word, uh, you uh, stumble upon your words, and it happens all the time to native speakers too, right? It's not anything to scoff at or to be ashamed of. Um, how do you repair it? Or mm. if something is not clear, how do you ask a clarifying question? How do you repair communication in the event of a breakdown? Yeah, I feel like that ties into what we were discussing last week in terms yeah. of the, the importance of getting clarity. Oh, right? right. When, when people use ambiguous language, yeah. fuzzy, fuzzy terms, fuzzy phrases, fuzzy phrases, yeah. right? Um, seeking, seeking clarity on what they're saying for sure can, can be a part of that. Yeah. Right. Things like repair, seeking clarity, asking um, a question, saying, I didn't I didn't catch that. Can you repeat it? Uh, Self-correction. Right. Self-repair. So these are four. And then recently we've added another one, which is intercultural confidence. Mm. So that what do we mean by that? Being able to navigate a communication setting that is involving people from multiple cultures even one other culture where, you know, the norms might be different, which certainly will be different. Language is different. Um, and, and so how do you prevent miscommunication from happening, in which case you will rely on strategic competence, but you're also relying on discourse competence, linguistic competence, sociolinguistic competence, right? So just to show you that there's so much more yeah. than just this one idea of, of knowing a language, right? We need all of these things to be able to communicate. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's great to have um, a breakdown like this, this, this sort of framework. Yeah. Because um, it allows us, I think, to be much more thoughtful about the way we communicate and when we're communicating, what aspects of communication we're using. Yeah. So I find this is really useful to apply, especially when you're advanced in the language. You, you know, at this point, your, your challenge isn't vocabulary. Right, it isn't grammar. It's it's more so really understanding um, fluent usage of the language in a way that that, it, that comes across as native, right? Right. And by understanding a lot of these components, these sort of fundamental but hard to see, almost invisible components of communication, yeah. you can come across as much more fluent um, sure. and a much higher proficiency and mastery of the language. Yeah. So you know, finding ways of in increasing your competencies in all of these aspects, right? Being um, able to self-repair, right? Saying a word again or say, oh, you know, I actually meant this or, you know, um, correcting yourself on the spot. Because native speakers do this too. When they say something, they'll just, they won't say, oh, I just said something really wrong. What was that? Like they won't make a big deal out of it. They'll simply repeat it. Yeah. And news anchors do this all the time. We were watching a program the other day and they said something, just they made a mistake, uh, native English speaker, and they just repaired it right away. And it goes unnoticed, really, right? So um, we really encourage you to just practice these uh, different types of, of competencies so that you can start seeing yourself improve overall in your communication. Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of an overview of this. Uh, we'll probably go more in depth at some point. Um, we have some other goodies coming your way. So yeah, we, we want to hear from you. What experience have you had in any of these competencies? Yeah, have you heard of them before? And if so, what was the context? Yeah. And uh, what what's your perspective on, on how to use them? Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. So we'll see you next week. And thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time. Happy learning. 
Happy mm -hmm. advanced English learning. Indeed.